What's up everybody and aloha, thank you all Hawaiians both near, far and everywhere in between, all of you who are non-Hawaiian, thank you for coming back anyway, I really do appreciate it, this is another episode of A Hawaiian Podcast and you are right, this is A with the E-H Hawaiian Podcast, but it also is A, me, a Hawaiian Podcast, <laughs> and I'm your host Kalei 2K, hope you guys are enjoying your week, hope you guys had a great and blessed week, um, had a fun week myself. Um, but like all life, there is some stuff I just want to share and talk about. Um, there's going to be some good and some bad with today's episode. Um, but like always, I want to try and end with good. So I'm going to kick it off with some, a little sadness. So if you guys are sad already, I apologize. Like I said, I'm just sharing my thoughts, my feelings, and hopefully you guys can, you know, learn from that, from what I go through so that you can take it as well. Sorry, I'm just taking the time. Uh, you can take it as well and run with it, okay? So, here we go. Let's get to it, okay? Let's kick it off with the Mana'o moment, like usual. Um, there's an expression that I found so endearing and so such a kick in the butt at the same time. Um, the expression goes like this. It says, give people their flowers while they are still alive while they can still smell them. And the reason why I share this is because um, we've experienced the loss of, of family members. Um, we're going home to Hawaii to go and visit these, uh, these other families. Like I lost one of my uncles um, a, a year or so ago, um, was not able to attend his funeral. So when we go to, and I lost a cousin as well. Uh, so when we do get home, uh, that's one of my plans is to go and visit um, these sites. Um, I also wasn't able to attend my, my other aunt's uh, funeral services years ago. Um, so I'm, I want to go and visit that, those, those burial sites and, um, of course, my cousin's family and check on them and see how they're doing. You know, if we run into them or if we have time to go and visit them, that's something that I would love to do. Um, but if not, they know that I do love them. If we, if I can't get to them, they know that my family and I love and support them and care for them a lot. And uh, during that time, however, during that time that they, my family members were ill or going through hardships or whatever it may be, we sent out our love. We messaged them. We did whatever we could because we live all the way out here in Utah, and this fa my family lives back home in Hawaii. So, you know, that's been something big on my mind as we're getting ready to go home to visit for a little while. Um, so that's definitely something um, that I wanted to, to bring up today because it's not that I live in regret. It's more so that I just wish we had more time. You know, I wish we just had a little bit more time with these family members. You know, uh, one of my uncle that passed away, um, and my cousin, I guess, but my, we'll start with, with my uncle. My uncle that passed away, I started to talk to him more often. I started sharing more thoughts with him. He would call me to check up on me out here in Utah more often than ever before growing up. Um, and when he did pass, when I, when I heard that he did pass, I was sad because I didn't get a chance. You know, I did tell him goodbye. I did tell him I loved him. Um, but at the, you know, when I was on the phone with him, the last time I was able to talk to him, um, but I didn't think that this, I didn't think that he would pass. 
You know, I honestly thought that he was in the hospital. On the phone, he didn't sound ill. He didn't cough. He didn't sound um, with any lack of energy. He sounded perfectly fine. He sounded like, yeah, I'm just just another day for me in the hospital. You know, Kalei, I'm going to get through this, and I'm going to, you know, go about my day. You know, and but I am grateful for the fact that my brain said, ask questions. You know, ask him about life. Ask him certain things here and there. And one of my biggest things, I guess I do have a little bit of regret. I guess I, I, I can be honest with that. I, I feel like I do have somewhat of a regret because... I had planned that my next trip I was going to take home, I was just going to video record my uncle, ask him a tons of questions, and just get all that on film. Put it on YouTube, whatever it may be, but something where my kids can, can experience what he went through in his life growing up. You know, it's something that I wish I did with my father before my father passed when I was in high school. You know, maybe I could have done that with my other uncle who passed before that. You know, who passed right after my father. Like, all these things I wish, I just wish we had more time. You know, that, you know, and um, recently I lost another family member. You know, my, my cousin who passed away, um, passed away at work. I'm sad because I was just starting to get to know him. You know, I didn't know him growing up. He's older than me. He, you know, he, he's got kids my, you know, almost nearly my age. You know, and he's got younger kids than that. And he... You know, he he was like me. He was just by himself, like hang out by himself, take care of his own, take care of his family, go to work, don't really, you know, don't really mix and mingle. But eventually we were starting to get closer to each other, cousins that I didn't grow up with, cousins that I didn't know. And he was one of them. You know, so I do wish there was more time for me to get to know him, to get to build a better relationship with him. He knew I loved him. He knew whenever we would come home or visit or hang out with each other, he knew that, you know, I loved him. I cared for him and his family. You know, when we saw each other, yeah, it was a laugh. It was a blast. But I just wish we had more time to do that. You know, but I guess when God calls his, his children to come home, it's time to come home. You know, and when, my, when I got the phone call about my uncle passing, I was in the gym at the time. I was mad. Thank goodness I was, I was lifting weights because I put all my anger into the weights. And that's what I think is so good about exercising is when you do get frustrated, you're sad, you're angry, you can put all that energy into your weightlifting, put all that energy to good use, um, into helping you in some sort of way. So that's, that's how I saw it. And just and um, sad to say, just recently we lost another dear family member of ours. Um, so of course we checked on, you know, we checked on the family. Um, they're having their funeral services before we're able to come home, and that's fine. That's that's their, that's their kuleana, that's their responsibility. So that's on our agenda as well, our, our to-do list as well. When we get home, is to visit these families, visit this um, this burial site, whatever ceremonial site that uh, that this takes place at, to pay our respects, and. Um, I brought that up also because you never know. You know, you never, ever know what's going to happen. You never know if you're going to wake up. You know, I've had near-death experiences more than once. I've cried, and I've been thankful that I've gotten through them. You know, I'm not dead. I'm alive. I'm able to talk. I'm able to spend time with my kids. You know, but I just wish I had more time. You know, it's like that song, One More Day. One more day, one more night. 
you know, one more sunset, I'll be satisfied. But then again, I know what this will do. And leave me wishing still for one more day with you. So, I do wish for a little bit more time. I do wish that we could do that. Um, but at the same time, I also understand that that's life. And to give these people flowers, to appreciate them while they're alive. Appreciate, especially our kupuna, our elders. You know, because there's so much history to be learned. There's so much knowledge and wisdom to be gained from the generation before you. And if you're able to sit down and talk and, and learn from them, it'll only benefit you. It'll only benefit those who listen, those who hear this information. You know, those who are willing to let that wisdom flow into their, to their bodies, into their minds, and to put that wisdom into their own life and their own experiences. That's how you gain wisdom. That's how you gain personal experience, personal wisdom, is you gain the knowledge from others you learn, okay, he did this messed up, and I'm going to do it better, so I'm, this is how I'm going to do it. So, um, yeah, with that being said, um, another, another thing that came up, you know, with the passing of a family member, my, our landlord has also passed. He lived to, he was an older gentleman, of course. Um, he's been in this area for years and years and years. Guess how old he was before he passed? A hundred and three years old. I had a landlord that was a hundred and three years old and was still walking around. I had a chance to talk to his son, who's you know not he's not my age, <laughs> but um, I told him you know when I saw him, I met him, I shared my condolences. My wife found out about the passing of his father, you know, so on and so forth. So we're talking, and he said, you know, my dad was a special man. I said, yeah, from what I've, from the little that I had as a relationship with him, he seemed very, very nice. He seemed very, very calm, very settled, but very determined to keep moving. He said, yeah, my dad was always like that. <clears throat> and he was always bragging, hey, I'm 103 and six months old. I'm 103 years and six months and two days old. Like he, That's what he would keep doing, keep saying, because he bragged that he was that old. And this guy would walk down the sidewalk to the end of his street, turn around, and walk right back every single day. And then when it would snow, he would walk laps in his house because he knew he had to stay active. He had to stay walking. And it was a daily routine for him. And that's just amazing. At 103, and get this, the son explained to me, he said, my father passed sitting in his chair. He told all of us that when he dies, he wants to die sitting in his chair in his home. Does not want to die in a hospital. And that's exactly how he passed. They said he was sitting in his chair. He had a bill in one hand and the day's newspaper in the other. He closed his eyes and he went to sleep and he went to go meet his father in heaven. Beautiful, beautiful way to go. That's something that taught me, you know, that's something that I think... What, how would I want to pass? I would want to pass on my feet, or maybe not on my feet, like in a chair, in my home for sure. 
I would not want to pass in front of my children. I wouldn't want to pass in front of my wife. I would rather just sit in my chair, lay on my bed, and just drift off. That If I could plan it out that way, that'd be great. I do not want to be in a hospital, have all those wires hooked up to me. Because then that means my kids come in and they see me hooked up to wires. And that's not what I want them to, that's not the last image I want to leave on their mind. But if I have the energy and I say, no, I know I'm leaving. If I'm in the hospital and there's a bunch of wires hooked up to me and the doctor tells my wife he's got, he's got less than two weeks, unplug everything, catheter, IV, mask, whatever it is, pulse, whatever, whatever is attached to me, unplug it from me. Let me lie in my bed. Let me see my children in my home one more time. Let them see me pass in my bed at home. Let them see me, not the wires, not the, not the gown, not the blankets, not the, not the machines. Let them just see me. And if that's how I pass, if God willing will allow me to pass like that, that would be a blessing to me. I would love to pass away like that. And so another reason why this phrase has come to me is because it's a message not just for myself, to be grateful for those who are in my life, to appreciate those who are here, especially the old timers who can still pass on knowledge, wisdom, and experience, but it's for all those out there too. I know there's a lot of friends of ours that are going through hard times right now. I know there are a lot of family members of ours going through tough times right now, possibly may lose a loved one, but I want you to know that we love you guys and we support you guys too. Anybody out there, we hope the best. We pray for the best. But know this, death is not the end. I believe that. You know, Israel Kamakuvi there's a TikTok going around now about it. He says, you know, he says, I don't believe... He said, I believe this is only temporary. Our life only temporary. It's just a shell. You know, we we live on both sides. We live on the earth, but we live in the spirit as well. And I believe that too. I believe that this is not the end of our lives. That our soul, our energy, whatever it may be, lives on. What it will be like, what it will look like, I cannot tell you. But I don't believe that we came to this earth, accomplished all these things, left behind a legacy, left behind memories to just be forgotten to just no longer exist. Every hard work, what is at the end of every hard work is a reward. Whatever you put into it, there's a reward for it. And so if you worked hard in your life and you did, or you didn't work hard in your life, whatever effort you put into your life, at the end of it, at the end of your physical life, there's gotta be a reward for it. There's got to be a reward. That's how we live. There's got to be something else. There's got to be more to this. Why would we gain all this knowledge only to just die and that's it? No, I don't believe that. I believe that there's something more. That we're supposed to take the knowledge we have with us to the grave and beyond. What it looks like, what it'll be like, I don't know. 
All I can tell you is that I don't believe this is the end. Okay? I don't believe this is the end. I do believe that there is a heaven. I do believe that all the pains that you feel on this world will no longer exist. That would be great because then my heel spurs and my ACL surgery will be no longer in pain. I won't have to deal with sleep apnea or asthma or running shortness of breath, you know. But that's how I see it. You know, and hopefully this brings comfort to those who are listening, those who are watching. You know, know that I love you. Know that I care for you and your family at this time. And know that you're not alone. You know, we all go through it. We all lose a loved one. But we all can get through it too. Just gotta just gotta keep moving forward. Okay? And um sorry about sorry I started off bad with a kind of a sad beginning, but it's true. Just know that, you know, appreciate those that are here. To, sh to share their wisdom with you. Take that wisdom while you have it. While they're here. Give them their, their flowers. Praise them. Appreciate them while they're here. Because they might not be tomorrow. And you never know when they're going to leave. When that, when that door comes a knocking. When that doorman comes knocking. It's time to go. It's time to jump in the car. It's time for the spirit to go home. So you never know. You know. I had a friend who who died at 25 from a heart attack. 25? Heart attack at 25. He was in better shape, better looking, and more athletic than I was. Died at 25 of a heart attack. Who? How does that happen? You never know. Like I said, when that knocking comes and God calls his child to come home, it's time to come home. There's nothing you can do about it. It's time to come home. So like I said, this phrase means a lot to me this week. Give people their flowers while they're still alive so that they have the opportunity to smell them. Appreciate them now or forever live in regret later because you will never have that time back again. It'll never be reversed. That's all I got to say about that. So moving on. Oh, sorry. So here's the better part. Hopefully happier, of course. I wanted to talk about hard work and following your dreams, following any ambition that you have. Like I said in, in the other portion of my Mana'o moment, life is about the hard work you put in and the reward you get at the end. Sometimes it's something you want. Sometimes it doesn't come the way you expected it. Sometimes it's not what you want, but eventually it's going to be something you need. Okay. So, shout out to one of my friends. Uh, she knows who she is. Um, she came up with this concept for a game. And she was able to create a prototype and share that with us. And I look at it like, wow, we played the game. It was fun. She had little twists and turns on it. The concept was easy to grasp. Of course, a couple more rounds on it. You know, you're, you're, it's teaching you how to make money, how to how to be a little bit ruthless, but have fun at the same time. And what's so cool about it was that it was, it was dealing with the culture of Hawaii, not Hawaiian, necessarily Hawaiian culture, but the culture of Hawaii, which is multiple cultures, Japanese, Chinese, Filipino, Hawaiian, Samoan, Tongan, uh, Micronesian, you know, all these different types of cultures live in Hawaii, right? So she created this game that she brought over as a prototype. It was just, it's a card game. So it was a prototype. She just had laminated 
note sticky notes and stuff and we played it and it was great you know and, and it is and she's right now she's putting in the work to get this to be finalized eventually become an actual game itself she's played it with her family members they've given given her feedback she's played it with us we've given her feedback maybe more ideas on top of that but what i am so proud of her about doing is she's going with what she feels is something that would be fun she's not in it for the money yes of course if it does sell very well she can make good money from it but her initial reaction was how come i can't make a hawaii uh, why can't i make a card game for hawaii why can't i do that why don't i do that this would be great it's a great idea and so she's doing it she's putting in the work she's putting in the hours on top of having the job that she already has you know on top of supporting her household like she has to do like that's her responsibility as well she's doing this and putting hours into something that she also has a deep passion for and so it got me thinking like you know for all of us who work just to work like i'm working just to work to provide to fulfill a responsibility to fulfill the, the roles of being a father that's what i'm that's what i'm doing right now with with, with my job that's how i feel but honestly, I would rather follow my passion and do that, which is singing. Podcasting is another good thing. I love to talk with people. Um, making music, producing music would be another thing. But just I have songs written down that I would love people to hear and to see if, you know, if they like it or not. You know, I love performing and playing music. That's a passion of mine. So besides me working... You know, I don't want this to be about me. I want to focus on her. But besides just having a job, you're still able to fulfill the passion you have on the side. And a lot of times, you know, people, successful people have said, you know, follow your passions, follow your dreams. If you're able to start off at a young age and fulfill your passions at a young age where your financial situation isn't terrible, like you're not seeing, you're not providing, you know, you don't have a lot of bills to cover. Like say you live with your parents and they're covering your bills and they're like, okay, fulfill your passions, fulfill your dreams, go and do that. Good for you. But if you're in the situation like me where I have to do a job that takes up eight to 12 hours a day of my, of my time and I want to do my, the things that I'm passionate about on the side with whatever gaps in between that I can fulfill that, then I have to do that. If that means I have to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning to fulfill my passion, to give my passion and my dreams two or three hours a day, then that's what I'm going to do. You know, and so for my friend, that's exactly what she's doing. She's putting in hours on the side to fulfill the, the goal or dream that she has, that she wants. Same with, same with anybody else, okay? And that's what was it's so intriguing to me because I heard it on TikTok a, a multiple, multiple times. Uh, for example, one of these guys, he was a real estate agent. You know, he said, oh, I worked this job. And then I started flipping homes on the side. You know, and he said, but eventually I fell in love with flipping homes to the point where I was flipping homes and making more money than my job. So that's when I got rid of my job and I could focus on what I was passionate about. You know, but in that, in between that transition, you're working twice as hard. Because you want your, but eventually you want your passion to be better. So you're making quality decisions about your passion and your dream and your goal more so than you are about the job that you have. So that's what I'm trying to focus on too is providing quality, uh, precision, 
practice, preparation, all that stuff for my goal to do this as a podcaster, to perform music. You know, I'm trying to practice one or two hours a day on my music, fixing notes, putting, you know, critiquing myself, how to perform it, what what key to sing it in, all that stuff, key changes, whatever chords, whatever it could be. That's what I'm trying to do on the side, along with this podcasting and then my job that takes up most of my time. Because eventually, I do believe that this podcast and my passion for music will take over the job that I'm doing now and provide for my family. And so when I was looking further into this, I heard about the Beatles. And now everybody knows the Beatles. If you don't know who the Beatles are because you're too young, they're basically a, a group from England, an Eng- English group back in the day that came to America and just killed it. Killed it with music. We're just rock stars making making just hit after hit after hit. They were just the 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 white boy bands that just just destroyed people okay so i heard that they would perform at these clubs bars whatever be basically be on stage for six hours just constantly playing music at whatever nightclub they're at whatever stage they were on they were there all day long playing 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 there's even a, a, something they said that they would write songs every single day for three months straight. They had to come up with a new song all the time. Just bang, 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 bang. Repetition, repetition, practice, practice, practice. Because that was something that they wanted to do. Something that they had passion for. Eventually, their skills grew. Their stage presence evolved. Their 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 flow, their, 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 the way that they became musicians, the, the way that they blended music, all of that, all their talents, all the skills that they gained, because they had the talent of playing, they had a talent of singing, but to put that talent along with skills and performance and stage presence, all that had to go together. It took hours and hours and hours to become these great rock stars that they became. Now, do I have that amount of time? Can I stay on stage for six hours? Uh, Yeah, I could. It probably won't be great at first, but I know over time it'll get better and better and better. And that's one thing that I noticed about myself. You know, I'm trying, I spend more, I practice a little bit more. I practice here, make some edits here, fix it up here. You know, spend some time, as long as I'm continually trying to, perfect my skill, perfect the song that I'm doing, work on my vocal cords, whatever it may be, I can feel myself getting better. I can feel the confidence in myself growing because I love music, but I'm so nervous. I get If I don't know the song very well, I start losing my confidence. I start singing softer because I don't want to sound like an idiot. But I do sound like an idiot because I'm singing soft when the song can't be heard to begin with. So I'm working on that, which means... I'm practicing more, all this other stuff, and my friend is doing the same thing. So this is a message to all of you out there. Everyone tells you to follow your dreams. You might think it's hard. You're seeing it as, oh, I want to be, so for example, I want to be the next American Idol, right? Or I want to be the next voice contestant. Okay, sounds great. How are you going to get there? Are you going to spend 20 minutes a day singing? Are you going to spend an hour a day rehearsing that song over and over and over again? Are you going to, you know, maybe find a musical coach? 
Find a voice lessons coach that you can take vocal lessons from an hour a week. What are you willing to do to achieve your passion? Some of you might see it as, oh, I'm not there right now, so there's no way in me doing that. Or I can't find the time. If you're going to tell yourself, I can't, and I'm guilty of this too, so don't try to, I'm not trying to make it so that I seem better than you because I am not. By all means, I am not. Because I've said that too. And it's fear. Fear restricts us from achieving the happiness we're looking for or living the life we want to live. Okay, so when we encounter fear, let that fear go. What's so hard about giving 15 minutes a day to your passion? Whether it's teaching, whether it's um, become, wanting to become a, a professional athlete, wanting to run a marathon, wanting to be a musician, wanting to be an artist. Who, who knows what 15 minutes a day could do for you? Because you'll think about it all night long. Like when I started singing, I thought about, oh, I want to do this song. I want to do that song. I want to do this song. And I would, I would get the lyrics. I would listen to the song. I would write the chords down as fast as I could. Because I thought, oh, more songs, more better. No, no, no. Now I've got, I don't know, like almost 300 songs in my catalog that I know how to play. But can I play them well enough to perform them? No, I cannot. So now I'm going through all my songs again listening to them, figuring out a flow. If I can throw in a bass line, I'll throw in a bass line. Learning the strumming patterns, singing them over and over again. Where can I throw the looper in here? So I'm trying to make it performance ready now to provide to provide a dollar instead of four quarters, to provide a gold coin instead of four quarters. You know what I mean? To, to, to do better than I did before. And I do believe that if you have a passion for something and you spend a little bit of time here and there and you perfect it along the way, you'll eventually see that your passion can take over what you are currently doing as a job, financially wise. And so I, have, I, I know somebody who um, was doing, was trying to become a beautician then she realized it's not something she wanted to do. It's just a hobby that she had. And that she really does care for animals. She cares for animals. She wants, she'd wants. she rather be a veterinarian than a beautician. Or, or you know, whatever. Somebody who does cosme, cosmetician, whatever it's called. So I told her, does that make you happy? Oh, yeah. I love taking care of animals. Does it make you happy? Yeah, to take care of animals makes you happy. Yes. Okay, then go and do it. Because if it's going to make you happy then who's, the, who's, like, yes, it's work. Yes, there might be some days where you don't like it. But if overall, if the baseline of your, your occupation is your happiness, you're happy to do this job, like literally you can wake up and do it at an instant, then yeah. If somebody called me at 2 o'clock in the morning and said, hey, Kale, I'll pay you 100 bucks. Come down here. I need you to play for 30 minutes. All right, I'm going. No problems asked. Even if they, you know, I live to just play music and have fun. It's fun for me. It's joyful for me. So that's what I hope you guys out there who are listening, who are, who are watching, you take that into consideration. Do something that makes you happy. Spend 15 minutes a day doing something that makes you happy. Or else you're living a life that, yeah, you might have millions, but you're not fulfilling anything. Your happiness is still missing. 
You know, I think that people who may be rich but don't have, aren't fulfilling the happiness, that's what that emptiness is in your heart. Are you happy doing what you're doing? And if honestly you're looking at yourself and the answer is no, then you're not fulfilling, you're not filling your life with joy. Go out and do something that makes you happy. If you don't know what that is, look, do whatever then. If you have no idea what makes you happy, there's got to be a bulletin in your neighborhood somewhere that has all these different activities. Oh, like, yes, man. Do I want to learn Korean? Sure. Do I want to skydive? Sure. Do I want to learn guitar? Sure. Yes, 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 yes. Start saying yes to opportunities. Maybe you'll find something you're passionate about along the way, and then it'll click for you, and you'll find happiness. I would rather be a poor man who lived a happy life than a rich man who lived an unfulfilled life. And that's the truth. Okay. All righty. Hopefully you guys take my, take my advice. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's move on to the next topic. It's news to me. All right. So we're going to get into a big topic later, but I just wanted to share this uh, because it's crazy cool. I was driving past this building out in Spanish Fork, Utah, and it's called the Hive Trampoline and Adventure Park in Spanish Fork, Utah. So um, it's this new facility that just got put up. Basically, it's like a bounce event center place. Um, so I'm going to read off some stuff from it. Um, first of all, I saw some kids going to this building right after school. So I was like, mm, maybe I should look into what it is. And I looked up the website. Um, some of the attractions would include um, a never-ending court of trampolines, basically what it feels like, um, and over a dozen other trampoline-based attractions ranging from interactive game field uh, dodgeball, dunking hoops, which is cool, an obstacle course, interactive trampoline games, and airbag pits, and even the world's first trampoline tetherball court. That sounds like fun. Who's played tetherball? I don't even think kids know what tetherball is nowadays. But I was the master at tetherball, okay, in third grade. Yeah, that's right. 26 years in running. Uh, let's see. Utah's largest inflatable park which covers over 7,500 square feet of inflated fun. Uh, the inflatable area will include extreme slides, obstacle course, volcano climbing, wrecking ball, the largest throne you'll ever see or sit on, and even a dedicated toddler area. Arena, sorry. Cool. Cool. Good place for, uh, for uh, toddlers. And, of course, there's a multiple multi-laned ninja course. So this looks like it's going to be so much fun. Um, if you want to take a look at it, go to www.hiveparks.com. That's H-I-V-E-P-A-R-K-S dot com. And uh, you can book events there. You can book parties there. It'll show you all of that. It'll show you an address, pictures, whatever you need. Go ahead and take a look at that. I'm sharing it because it's something new in our town. I'm not sharing it because I'm getting paid by them, which would be nice, but I'm just sharing it because I might want to take a look at it. <laughs> All right, so here's the biggest news um, to share from passenger to pilot. And this is from NBC News. So you know how jobs say, no experience required. Come on down and apply for this job. Well, this is exactly what this guy did, okay? He had no experience. He had no he had no reason to be up in this in this area until the situation took a turn for the worst. Okay, so this executive of an interior design company, gentleman, landed a plane in his slippers, his flip-flops, without ever having a pilot's license or flying a plane to begin with. A man by the name of Darren Harrison heard his pilot say that he wasn't feeling well. 
And then he saw the pilot slump over the airplane controls and send the aircraft into an effing nosedive. A roller coaster version to be exact. So Harrison sprung into action. He became Captain America. He pulled the dude out of the cockpit. Um, and Harrison climbed into the seat. He removed the pilot and took over the controls. He then called air traffic control at Fort Pierce and explained what the hell was going on. He's basically like, yo, guys, um, I'm in a plane right now. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. But my pilot, pilot has passed out and I'm trying to fly the plane. Never flew a plane before. I need help. You guys think you can help me out? Plus, I don't have shoes on. I just have my flip-flop, my slippers on. So, uh, yeah, anybody can help me out. Um, he explained he had no flight experience. So a man by the name of Robert Morgan, who was an, who was an aircraft flight instructor, got on the comms with Harrison and was able to walk him through the process of landing the plane. First of all, take it out of the take it out of the Velocicoaster nosedive, and let's level this bad boy out. First, he pulled out of the slow out of the nosedive and then slowly started descending towards the ground towards an airport. Departures and all aircrafts at Palm Beach International Airport were grounded for the moment being, and emergency responders were dispatched and uh, were awaiting the arrival of this plane in case any crap happened while they tried to land. Whether it got started a fire, whether it crashed, whatever, they were just there ready and prepared for the worst. Um, a lot of vehicles were moved away from the runway. Eventually, as you know, Mr. Morgan is talking with Mr. Harrison about landing this plane. There's like a 10-second window where the plane totally disappears from radar view. And then Morgan's like, hey, are you okay? Okay, what's going on? What's going on? Mr. Harrison says, yeah, uh, how do I stop the plane? I'm just rolling here. <laughs> so eventually, they tell him how to stop the plane. The plane comes to a halt. The passengers were all tended for. Of course, the pilot was looked at. Uh, but no major crashes. So congratulations to Mr. Darren Harrison for landing a plane even though you had no idea what the hell you were doing. I am just grateful that you were able to bring home, you know, the people who needed to come home from the Bahamas to Florida. Um, I don't know if your wife was on there, but if she was, good job, my man. Good job. And thank you for saving the pilot's life as well because that nosedive could have destroyed everybody in there. Um, I did lose a friend to a plane crash, so I do know what they're talking about. Oh, shoot. Ouch. Spilt my teeth. Ah. Ow, ow, ow. Good thing it wasn't too hot. But anyways, that's pretty much it for that, Mr. Harrison. Thank you. Good job for doing that. And this is also from NBC News. All right. So last but not least, Thought Bucket. Thought, Thought Bucket. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got today. All right. Come on, Thought Bucket. Ooh, who you got? Another one. Laser tag or paintball? Um, shoot. I guess it depends who I'm playing with, to be honest. Um, you know, you know what? I would have to say laser tag. Paintballing, it hurts. Okay, some people they take it to the extremes with the headgear, the uh, the hairpin triggers, all this stuff. Laser tag for me, I'm in a facility. Yeah, I can get sweaty. Yeah, I can get hot. But I love the lights. I love hiding in the dark, the corners, and just having multiple bullets and just tanking people without hurting them, of course. Um, so I'm grateful for that. I love laser tag. So I would have to say laser tag over paintballing. 
Um, if I had to choose, right? Of course, people take paintballing to the whole other level, but laser tag it is for me because my, my kids love laser tag. My nephews and nieces love laser tag. Who doesn't love laser tag? Okay, you must be a criminal psycho if you don't like laser tag. Okay, I'm just saying. But I love it a lot. So that's what I'm going with. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. That's it for today. You've been watching an A Hawaiian podcast episode. I am your host, Clay TK. Before I go, though, I totally keep forgetting about this part. I uh, just wanted to let you guys know what's going on, any upcoming events. June 3rd, thank you to this couple. I will be performing at a wedding. That'll be a Friday night. Uh, June 4th, I will be performing at Hapa's Ohana Barbecue Grill in Linden, Utah. Look on my social media platforms to see if I, uh, to see if there's any further updates. As far as I know, that's where I'm going to be performing on that date. If it does get canceled, I will make sure to put up a cancellation up there. Usually I play from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., so hope to see you guys there. Um, also, go ahead and check out my Milkshake app. Milkshake app. It's basically a free website, so if you guys want to take a look and make your own website, go ahead and look at that as well. Uh, visit me at www. Oh, not www. Um, the link is msha.ke backslash Kalei2k. Um, over there, you can see my little profile, a little about me, little bio. At the bottom, there will be icons that you can click on for all social media platforms. Go ahead and click on those. Follow me on those platforms. Very simple, very easy. Pay attention to my YouTube and Instagram because when I post the shorts or I post these videos, there's questions on, attached to them. Um, so, like, for example, you know, which do you prefer, laser tag or paintball? So you get to answer because I want to interact with my, my viewers and listeners. So go ahead and answer that. And then there's going to be a section if you want to ask me any questions. Go ahead and do the same thing. Ask me, ask me any questions you might have on your mind, anything you want to know about me, so on and so forth. And then, of course, Facebook, look up for any events coming up. Of course, I'll be posting links to the YouTube page and Spotify as well. Um, but also look for any events. You can contact me through the social media outlets if you want to see me perform and possibly play for you at your uh, event, whatever you plan to host. But, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much again, everybody, all you Hawaiians, both near, far, and everywhere in between. All you people out there, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mahalo nui loa. Take care. God bless. And remember, spread aloha, not hate. This is Kalei 2K. Take it easy, everybody. Aloha. Aloha.